The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Virginia lawmakers approved a ban on the death penalty yesterday, making the Commonwealth the first southern state to do so. As Whitney Evans reports, Governor Ralph Northam is expected to sign the bill in the coming days. Proponents of the ban cite the high cost, the possibility of executing an innocent person, and the disproportionate impact it's had on black people. Gail Ayala is a close friend of Thomas Porter, one of the two men on Virginia's death row, and a longtime advocate for abolition of the death penalty. Once the bill is signed by the governor and takes effect in July, Porter's sentence will be reduced to life in prison. He realizes that he still has quote, the other death penalty, which is to die in prison. He wanted to be able to give back and do something positive with his life. Porter, who is black, was convicted of murdering Norfolk police officer Stanley Reeves in 2005. Three Republicans joined Democrats in voting for the measure. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Home health care workers could receive a week of paid sick leave if the Senate advances a proposal this week. The bill received approval from two Senate committees yesterday, but Kim Bobo, a longtime workers' rights advocate with the Virginia Interfaith Center, says they removed language protecting hundreds of thousands of essential workers. Now, we believe that all workers uh, should have paid sick days in Virginia. Under the current changes, the program would be implemented only for home health care workers, but advocates are already preparing to bring up the issue again next year and hope to make it a topic of discussion with candidates for governor. A bill that would have required farm employees to be paid the same minimum wage as other workers was voted down by a Senate panel yesterday. Currently, farm workers are exempt from Virginia's minimum wage, which will rise incrementally to $15 per hour by 2026. Delegate Juwan Ward, who sponsored the bill, compared it to similar Jim Crow-era wage exemptions for jobs held predominantly by black people. Industry groups like the Virginia Farm Bureau argued the bill would have been economically devastating for farmers. There are teacher shortages in public schools around the country, and the Richmond region is no exception. Ian Stewart reports. Brandy Sandberg says even before the pandemic, teaching was taking a toll on her family. Even when I was with them physically, I was mentally like planning lessons or dealing with the things that I needed to be doing. And it was causing a lot of anxiety and peaking my depression. Sandberg adds COVID-19 helped her decide last September not to return to the classroom after teaching for six years. And this is part of a national trend. Michael DiNapoli is from the D.C.-based Learning Policy Institute. He says states have been having teacher shortages for years. We know that teaching during this time is very difficult. You know, switching between hybrid and in-person or, or, you know, doing both. DiNapoli says in what were normal times, almost all of the annual demand for teachers was caused by people leaving the profession. And now those numbers are growing because of the coronavirus. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Chesterfield's Board of Supervisors announced yesterday they're setting aside $10 million to close the pay gap between Chesterfield teachers and teachers nationwide. The plan would give an average raise of 5% to the county's 4,700 educators. Jim Holland, the chair of the Board of Supervisors, said the pay plan has been years in the making. 
and that's great news for the county. In my years, of over 14 years as a, a member of this board, we've never been able to do that, and it's been one of my major priorities. The teacher pay plan mirrors a similar plan to better pay police and firefighters that was approved in November. The Chesterfield School Board will be voting on its budget later this week. Then the supervisors will have to approve it. Attorney General Mark Herring joined a federal lawsuit Monday against the immigration bail bond company Libra by Nexus. The attorneys general from Massachusetts and New York are also part of the lawsuit, along with the Federal Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. They accuse Libra of charging excessive upfront payments to get undocumented immigrants out of detention. Attorney General Mark Herring says the company required immigrants to wear ankle monitors and pay hefty monthly fees that were not applied to the actual bond. Libre by Nexus has made a business out of preying on the vulnerabilities of terrified immigrants who pose no threat and only want to see their families again. Libra has denied all of the allegations in the lawsuit. In December, Virginia State Corporation Commission fined the company more than $400,000 and limited their operations in the state as part of a separate investigation. A new initiative launched in Petersburg at the start of this year, delivering about 100 bags of local food a week to older people in the city. Residents say the program has helped, but it's also faced challenges. VPM News intern Clara Hazlett reports. Petersburg's Feed the Need, Support the Farmer Seniors program will run through April. It's funded by federal CARES Act money that had to be spent before the end of last year. Definitely, we put the cart before the horse and we were kind of like doing things that we're not like quite ready for. That's Cheryl Bursch, who manages the program. She says one of the challenges has been coordinating with local businesses who aren't used to taking bulk orders. This rings true for Erin Phelan, who runs Turkey Creek Bakery out of her home in Mosley. She's provided some bread for the program, but Phelan says it wasn't possible to bake the amount they were looking for, about 100 loaves a week. I would like to do more of it in the future, but I know I couldn't do that volume unless I had the space and the resources along with it to scale up. Bursch, who is the program's organizer, says local producers need more training and resources. And she says city residents also need long-term support to access more local food options even after the pandemic. Claire Hazlett, VPM News. Virginia is receiving nearly $180 million in federal funding from FEMA to assist in distributing COVID-19 vaccines. U.S. Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine made the announcement yesterday, highlighting the money will be used to support efforts to store, transport, and administer doses. The Virginia Department of Emergency Management will oversee and distribute the funding throughout the Commonwealth. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on... Monday, February 22nd at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.